Well, hello, hello. It's Fenice Robbins. How's it going? I am looking forward to the conversation today. This conversation is one that I actually had with my husband on Facebook. And man, we had a really great time um, discussing this particular topic. And I'm my husband's not here today. <laughs> I'm going to talk about some of the things that he and I talked about. Um, the conversation was on the key to creating happy and I will call just workable relationships, uh, and that is um, expectations. And, you know, my husband and I have had this really, I mean, our marriage has really been a journey. And, a lot of down times in the journey and kind of like frustrating times in the journey. And we've been married 14 years. And I would say in the past five years, we've had just like a real um, growth, a lot of change in both of us. And in this past year, it's been like, uh, I mean, a pretty big like transformation in our marriage. And we're both just, I don't even know how to say it. It's its really incredible. Um, I think miraculous, definitely some divine intervention. And um, honestly, it's kind of cool because it happened without death happening or divorce happening or just something really horrible. You know, I was... Um, listening to one of my favorite neuroscientists and he was talking about, he was doing a class about change and he was um, basically sharing how most people really, you know, don't change unless there's something really horrible happening. And part of his conversation was really like, you know, how do you change um before something really horrible happens, right? Like really working with your brain. And definitely in my marriage, it didn't take something horrible, like really just extreme for our marriage to kind of change. It did take um, just a lot of consistency and creating space for change, I would definitely say. So I want to talk about setting expectations and relationships. I think one of the biggest challenges that leads to disagreement, frustration, resentment, <laughs> unresolved um, issues are unmet expectations. If you look at maybe a relationship in your life where there was some kind of upset it's probably going to be the root cause will be one of three things. Uh, an unmet expectation, um, some intention that you had that didn't get fulfilled, or there's some communication that you wanted to have that hasn't happened. So, Setting like expectations are a real, you know, important part of 
disagreement. And I think that, or one big, one contributing factor to, um, to disagreement and upset and frustration in relationships. And when my husband and I were, were, you know, in conversation on Facebook, one of the things that, you know, he talked about was how, I thought it was really good. Honestly, I was like, oh, that's good, Don. Um, was how the, there's some things like maybe our partner wants that we don't really think are a big deal. It's like, I don't want to do that. And why should I, <laughs> or I don't feel that's that important, but maybe for your, your partner it is. And he talked about creating partnership and I, I definitely see like, that's one thing that Don and I have created is we've created as the context for our relationship partnership. And so in partnership, if my partner values something, then I'm willing to really meet my partner halfway. Or, I mean, in some cases I'm just willing to do it because they value that. And Dawn was sharing, my husband was sharing how for him creating the context or framework in our relationship of partnership has really made a huge difference for him. Prior to that, it was more like survival, defending, avoiding, you know, it's like defensive. It's like, what you know, almost like for me, it felt like my husband felt like I was trying to like manipulate him or like kind of one up him, you know? And, um, it, it was really frustrating because I was like, why? Like, I'm really not doing that. But somehow it was perceived that way. And we've had lots of discussions about this. <laughs> you should know. Okay. And, um, you know, there's just a particular lens or filter that, that my husband has, and it's, I would definitely say, say like he's a skeptic. Um, and skepticism can be extremely healthy and helpful, right? And then in some cases, it can really be an obstacle, like skeptical that people have good intentions, um, skeptical that, you know, people actually have your best interest in mind. So that was definitely one thing we've really been working on. And my husband has just had a real change. It's like changing the filter. And the filter now is partnership that, you know, I really care. And I'm out for both of us to win. Him win, me win, and both of us win together. So that has made a huge difference. And so I wanted to share that with you that from Don, you know, one of the things he talked about was, you know, sharing or creating what is the context for for the relationship you have with your partner. The second thing we talked about was, and this is like a really great practice, is to create who your partner is for you and who you are for them. And in this practice, it's a phenomena in language so it's really like, like I'll, I'll create who you are for me as my podcast uh, friend. So who you are for me is a, someone that I get to contribute to. And I, I really get a lot of joy 
out of contributing to your life. And so that's who you are for me. You're someone that I get to contribute to. And who I am for you is a resource. Uh, Who I am for you is someone who deeply cares about the quality of your life. I deeply care about you like living the fullest version of yourself and who you are. I believe that you were born uniquely and the creator of the universe has this intention for your life. And I get to be one part of that intention being fulfilled in your life. So that's who I am for you, a resource, a partner, a guide in your process. So you see, I just made that up right now. (laughs) It's a powerful practice. In that practice, people get to experience being, like there's an experience they're left with. And it's like maybe being loved or appreciated or acknowledged. And so that was a practice that Dawn also shared that in relationships, it's a very powerful practice. It's a phenomena in language. And you can create that with every single person you have a relationship with, whether it's a colleague or a child or, you know, spouse. And I really invite you to practice. And it is a ha- it can just be like, hey, you know, like, let's just say Dawn, you know, I just, I want to share with you, like, for me, you are my partner and I appreciate you and who I am for you and what you can count on me for is to be your ride or die, your, you know, playmate to have fun with and to be someone who is committed to your success. So I want to share that with you. See how I did that? You could do the same thing. Just remember, and this is like, was my feedback was, and I shared on this Facebook live, I think I'll actually put the link for the live in the, the notes for this um, podcast episode. I shared how, and the third, it, the, the conversation was like half an hour. I'm not even going to go into the details of the conversation on the podcast today. One thing I shared was how in the past I would use that practice. I, there was two things. One was I would expect Dawn to share with me. Like, well, I just told you, now you should tell me. And if he didn't, I was mad at him. So that's just like, hey, heads up, don't do that. <laughs> okay. I would make up like in my mind that, well, he doesn't really care. No, no, that's true. You know, if I really wanted, I could have said, hey, well, who am I for you? Like I could say, hey, now, now your turn, please do that. And he could either agree or not, right? But the other thing is to what I used to do was have like my laundry list of things that I wanted to also tell him. Like, okay, well, I'm going to tell him this kind of like in order to, and Don was like, it's like manipulation. I was like, well, I guess it is. I would tell him this to kind of make him feel good. And then I would be like, well, now here's the other things I want to tell you this, this, and that. And these are all the things you need to change. <laughs> so I was like, that was not good. Do not do that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 
people feel when when we speak like with this practice they feel the authenticity and that's one thing Don talked about they feel the connectedness they feel the vulnerability and it's very very powerful so you just want to really make sure you're clear about where you're coming from when you create that okay the last thing we talked about um, that I just thought was really powerful was, these are all comments from my husband, by the way, that I wanted to point out, was he talked about at the end being a safe space. And, you know, he shared about how it makes a difference for men or females when, when they feel like they can come to us and they're going to be safe you know, versus being nagged at or yelled at or, you know, like you can't do it enough. And that was me, like, honestly, and I've, I've been very open about my um, uh, shortcomings, right? But one of the things that I, I used to have this like false view of my husband, like, like he couldn't do anything right. Like I had these like stupid expectations of him and they were just like, I don't even know. Like sometimes I think about it, I'm like, wow, and he's like, where what what was going on in your head with that? I honestly don't know. <laughs> I'm just happy that like I saw it and then I I literally started to just give up all those expectations. And and I realized that like I wouldn't even be able to keep those expectations. It's like just unreasonable. You know, like perfection almost. And so the more that I really started to get clear about, like, I was not a safe space for my husband to communicate, things made a lot of sense. It's like, why would he want to talk to me? Like, I'm I'm just complaining all the time, or he can never do anything right. It's like, I mean, I wouldn't want to talk to someone like that, like, if it was me. So why would my husband want to talk to me? <laughs> you know, it was like, so eye-opening to see this. So I just want to encourage you and your relationship to check in with yourself. Are you a safe space for your partner to communicate? And if you're not, what can you do to be aware? What are you creating? What kind of space are you creating with your spouse? And how can you, what else can you create? If you're, how could you create a safe space? What would that look like for you? So I'll, I'll kind of end the conversation there. The last thing I will say, this is one thing that's made a huge difference is to really take the time to learn how your, your partner works, like how they approach life. There are two assessments that I've, my husband and I have both done. One is the, um, identifier design from discover you. And the second is the Colby assessment. Those two technologies have made a huge difference. And I started to realize that part of what I had an issue with, with my husband was just how he was made, how he processes, and he's not going to change. And there's nothing wrong with him that he would need to change. So it just helped me understand him in a way I didn't understand him before. So 
I I, I can appreciate now. I can appreciate the differences. I can actually appreciate the skepticism. And I go to my husband and I'm like, look, I know you're the skeptic. So between the two of us, I'm going to share with you this idea. Like, what do you see? Because I want to hear his skepticism because I can't see it the way he does. And it's very helpful it's when skepticism is like overly skepticism, right? Like people are trying to screw you over. <laughs> Not everybody's trying to screw you over. Just FYI. Okay. So I will, pu- I'm going to put the link for the Colby assessment in the show notes. And I highly, it's very reasonably priced. I love Kathy Colby. She's the creator of her, of it. Uh, I don't think the identifier is actually like really available at this point because it's kind of an older technology from this company that they, I think they do some other type of personal development work now. But um, definitely the Colby is a really great resource that you can use. Have you take the assessment, have your spouse look at the assessment. You get like a 24-page kind of handout that explains how you work, how you do things. And it's not how you work like at your job. It's how you approach doing something, anything, any problem, any project. There's a particular way you approach it. And it helps for you to understand how you approach things and how your partner approaches things because you may be very different. My husband and I are very opposite on the kind of how we approach many things, but understanding that we're different, now I understand it. And now we're at the point where we're leveraging our strengths to work together to move things forward. And that is a really cool place to be in our relationship. So until next time, I've had a great conversation. Let me know if you have any questions. I'll put a whole bunch of links in the episode notes so that you can, um, you know, get resourced and get what you feel that you need. Okay. I always put the contact me. So if you have any questions, you can send me a message directly. Thanks guys. Have a great day. Bye.